הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש משבר ארץ ובמיוחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן נושא בצמחה נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם נשתול ניו סקשן נציחות הרן הסקשן לדסקוסט רבנו אפרטס ואיז טוילינג אין עבודת השם נגיעתו וצריכתו בעבודת השם הרבנו טוילד אני פודן אולס אפרט to serve Hashem. We're going to see here some awesome stories Rabbi Natan recalls from Rabbeinu's youth, even um, when Rabbeinu was later in his age, um, that speak about Rabbeinu's greatness and his sacrifice to serve Hashem and what it takes to really become a tzaddik, especially a tzaddik at this level, um, at this awesome, awesome level. So maybe we have the merit to uh, follow in Rabbeinu's footsteps and to apply the advice in simplicity. סיפר שפעם אחת, starting with סעיף קנ"ח, conversation 158. רבנו said שפעם אחת, that one time, רבנו told us that one time, בימי נעוריו, during his youth, היה אצל הרב וכו', he was by a certain rabbi. ואמר, אני said, שאז עדיין לא היה אוכל במדרגה זו של השב, שיוכל לדבר עם העולם. רבנו said that at that time, when רבנו was younger, and he went and visited this rabbi, he wasn't at the level, רבנו speaking about himself, that he wasn't at the level, that he could speak with the world and he could speak to people. And still, while this was happening, while he's still speaking with people, he can be cleaving to God. Rabbi said he wasn't at that level yet, that even in his mundane conversation, that uh, he was able to uh, be cleaving to Hashem. And to be engaged in Torah, literally. Rabbi got to a degree where even in his mundane conversation, this was, the, this was a Torah, not only a Torah, this was a very high Torah, very lofty Torah. Rabbeinu said that the, the mundane conversation with the tzaddik is even more precious than the, uh, can even be more precious than the divrei Torah with someone else, another tamich hacham, another big tzaddik even. Especially the words of Rabbeinu, the mundane conversation surpasses any of the Torah of anyone else. It's, it's something beyond. We, we see how we were just talking about the, in the last section of the conversations related to Sipur HaMasyot, how Rabbeinu just from a mundane conversation brought an entire story, especially a story that discusses and relates to all the secrets of the, uh, of the Kabbalah, the writings of the Arizal, the Zohar, Kadosh, Tikkun Zohar, all the secrets of the world and these stories. Um, so we see here how even in a mundane conversation, Rabban was cleaving to Hashem and he knew the entire Torah behind it. Because Rabban said, you guys think that you can get to all the levels in one shot. This is not true. You cannot attain all the great spiritual levels in one shot. A person needs to put toil and to effort, to put effort, to toil in his service very much. is what they call it in Yiddish, to put tremendous effort in doing so. Before a person reaches any good quality, any very high level. At that time, when Rabbanu said when he was reading this Rav, he wasn't at this level to engage in the world and yet also be attached to do Abodat Hashem. Rabbeinu says that, um, um, what do you call it? That this was, uh, it was very difficult for me to be with the world, to engage with the world. Because he wanted to engage in Abodat Hashem. At that time, Rabbeinu, he wasn't at the level where his, his uh, what do you call it? His, his uh, engaging with the world was at the, was, um, was at the same degree as Abodat Hashem as if, as if he was engaged in Torah. Meaning for him it was a separate thing, it was a separate task. 
Because we just discussed Rabbeinu wanted to serve Hashem in Bach explicitly in Torah and Mitzvot, Masim Tovim, um, at that point. He hadn't yet gotten to the level where um, his mundane conversations and his, uh, his attachment to the world was still um, a Torah. And so too many times when Rabban was speaking about the, his outstanding level. Rabban was accustomed to saying, Whatever that means, In Yiddish, I butchered that. But Rabban says essentially, But I struggled very much for it. I fasted very much for it. Rabbeinu says, don't think I got to my level just because it came like this in one second or because of my neshama. Rabbeinu, we know, that we're going to get to the famous story, that a person came and told Rabbeinu, we'll get to it soon enough, in Sikhot Aran, a person came and told Rabbeinu, uh, it's certain that you reached your level because of the great neshama you have, the great soul you have, that you're the great grandson of the Bashem Tov. And Rabbeinu said, this is not so. And he got angry. Not angry, he uh, rebuked this person. He said, you guys think it's because of this. The truth is, it's because I toiled very much. And Rabbeinu was saying here, I struggled very much for it. I fasted very much. Now we're going to enter soon enough uh, into um, Sichot, and not this conversation, the next one, which we'll do today, um, about the idea of fasting. Si'if Kufnun Tet, lesson um, 159. One time, this was after Shavuot in the city of Zaslav. And by the way, Rabbeinu's wife had just passed away on Erev Shavuot. This was just uh, two days before. Rabbeinu's wife had just passed away right before Shavuot. And now Rabbeinu is speaking to his students. He told Rabbi Natan in a way of complaining in a sense. In a, um, almost in, we're going to see what the, the expression Rabbeinu's, um, uh, or the, the feeling Rabbeinu is expressing here. Look at Rabbeinu asked Rabbi Natan. How does one merit to be a Jew? Rabbi Nathan says, I stood there dumbfounded before Rabbeinu. According to what I understood of Rabbeinu's greatness and his service that he had already attained, I understood that I could not, I could not measure this in my mind at all. And in Rabbeinu's eyes, Rabbeinu felt as if he hadn't started at all. When he's saying, Rabbeinu is telling himself that he hasn't felt, he, has, he, hasn't, he feels he hasn't started at all. Surely, during the time when I was struggling and toiling for the service of Hashem, at the beginning, meaning uh, putting in all the difficult efforts to build the Kli, it did not even arise in my thought that I would merit such a level like this. I did not know a single thing at all of what I know today. And Rabbeinu was saying, it's certain that it did not arise in my mind to yearn or to even long for, to know that which I know today. Meaning, why? Because Rabbeinu was saying, it wouldn't even enter my mind to yearn for such a level, the level that I enter today, or the level that I'm at today, because I had no idea that such levels of understanding and knowledge even existed. When, meaning when Rabbeinu was toiling for service in Avodat Hashem, Rabbeinu was at a very simple level. Or we think simple, but uh, very high. Um, for him, it was very simple, for what he had attained later. But Rabbeinu was saying that what I had no idea that such levels of knowledge or hasagot or perceptions of Hashem even existed. Meaning what? 
that Rabbeinu didn't even know to yearn or to long for such a level because he didn't even know this, this even existed. Rabbeinu said, if that's the case, then also now. Who knows? What more there is to perceive. And what more I can, I can merit and, and, and attain. And understand as well. Rabbi Nathan saying, look at the humility of Rabbeinu. If Rabbeinu in his youth felt that he, if Rabbeinu looking back in retrospect is saying, there's no way I would have even yearned for such a level because I didn't even know it existed when I was younger, when I was toiling Hashem. Rabbeinu is saying, imagine now what I can attain, what I can continue attaining. And I can't even yearn for it because I don't even know those levels even exist. Afterwards he said, but this is my consolation. That uh, the entire day I spend all my day in Torah, in Torah and in Tefillah and in prayer. Uh, this was Rabbeinu's consolation. For that he didn't even, for that even though he could attain many great levels, Rabbeinu was longing for all these levels. But yet what? Rabbeinu said to himself, nonetheless, um, I'm happy by the fact that I at least spend my day in Torah and Tefillah. Seif Kuf Samech, Lesson 160, last conversation for today. Shamati mi pia isha shimeshoto bimei yalduto. Abinathan says, I heard from the, from the mouth of the person who used to attend to Rabenu during his youth. Be'et she'asag betam nitim, at the time when Rabenu was engaged in fasting. It's possible this was Rabbi Shimon uh, ben Rabbeir. Uh, Rabbi Shimon, the first uh, student of Rabenu. Um... Rabenu had drawn, drawn, uh, drawn close to Rab Shimon. Um, sorry, Rab Shimon had drawn close to Rabenu on the day of his wedding, and he was his, Rabenu's first student. So, uh, about this man who attended Rabenu during his youth, uh, he told Rabbi Natan, as we see already in the conversation before, that Rabenu had attended when he was younger. And this man, this attendant, came to Rabbi Nathan and told Rabbi Nathan a story. That one time, Rabbeinu fasted from Shabbat to Shabbat. So, fa- fasting from Shabbat to Shabbat means like this. Saturday night, um, starting after Shabbat, you begin to take upon yourself a new fast that you do not eat the entire week until the next Friday night. That means from Saturday night to Friday night, you do not eat, drink, do anything. Not even at night, nothing. For six days of the week, you are fasting entirely. And then you eat on Friday night. Rabenu did this multiple times. He did this uh, um, years in a row, in fact. Or he did, uh, he did um, many, many weeks in one year. I forget how many, uh, the number. But Rabenu was very accustomed to doing this uh, in his youth as a child. The attendant is telling Rabbi Nathan that during, in the middle of the week, on Wednesday, Rabenu had blood spilling from his nose, from his nostrils from his two eyes, from his two ears, and from his mouth. Rabbeinu, every single orifice on the face, was, uh, was spilling blood, was drawing blood. And uh, blood was pouring from Rabenu's face. And the man started screaming, before Rabenu, and he told Rabenu, he, 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 he came to Rabenu and he told Rabenu, I'm going to make a big noise in this house because you're so faint, you have to stop. He told Rabenu like this. He warned Rabenu, he said, how can you do this to yourself? Rabbeinu calmed him down, saying like this, He told the man, This is the way that uh, the fast becomes very heavy during the middle of the week. 
He told the attendant, he said, tomorrow it's going to be easier on me. Rabbeinu wasn't worried at all. The man was forced to stay silent. Because he made, he, Rabbeinu made the man swear before he told his attendant. He made his attendant, he, uh, he made his attendant take an oath that he would not reveal to any single person that he was fasting. One time, Rabbeinu fasted from Shabbat to Shabbat and on another instance. In the middle of the week, Rabbeinu began to lie down on his bed because he was so weak. Rabbeinu began to lift his feet and raise his feet on the bedpost. He would do many times like this because of how faint, of how faint he was. We'll see Bizrat Hashem in the next, uh, also, in the next uh, lesson, in the next conversation, the conversation following, about uh, more of Rabbeinu's fast, and uh, the great Avodat uh, Hashem, Rabbeinu, the sacrifices Rabbeinu did, in order to serve Hashem, to get to the levels that he attained. And it's beautiful how Rabbeinu comes around to say that, even today, you do not need to go through such things to attain those levels. Rabbeinu says, um, that you can become Kamoni Mamash, literally like me, but the main thing is to follow the advice, to nevatel, to nullify yourself to the tzaddik, to follow the advice in simplicity, but to really follow it. Uh, when Rabbi Natan, when uh, Rabbanu says to do it bodedut, that means to do it bodedut, to uh, do Torah and tefillah, to combine Torah and then to pray on the Torah that you study afterward. Meaning, all the advice Rabbanu teaches us to follow. He's bodedut, mikveh, chatzot, to study halacha, all the things that he says, and of course, many, many other things, yod besim chatamid, all the, to yearn, to long, to not, all these pieces of advice and many, many, many more that we have to follow so that Bezrat Hashem, we do not need to go through such suffering and mortifications to attain those levels that Rabbeinu attained. Rabbeinu said, had I known the power of Bodhidut, I wouldn't have broken my body through fasting. So Rabbeinu came down with Torah uh, after, after he went through all the drachim, he went through all the pathways of all the tzaddikim before him and he saw everything and then he came out with the pathway and he said, I'm going to lead my students upon a, a new path that's very ancient and yet it's brand new. A path that is very ancient and yet it's brand new. So, may we follow this path. For Rabbeinu's works, for his books, are filled with this advice that can bring us to the highest level. So, that's it for today. Bezrat Hashem, we continue next uh, episode with Seif Kuf Samech Aleph Bezrat Hashem.